0: So I'm just curious, who let you in the building?
1: Well, oh, I snuck in the back door. I but, mean,
0: th- this is this is proof positive that we'll let just about anybody come on the Building Faith podcast. Yeah, yeah. So you should feel the appropriate intention of that
1: comment. Well, man, I you know I, I've been a big fan of your podcast ever <laughs> since the beginning. Have you? I have. I've listened to all of the all of the. Uh, the shows, and and I've really, you know, I've always wanted to be here, but I never really thought I'd have my chance. Yeah, yeah. I got to say, there's a little disappointing. What's disappointing? Well, you know, I mean, when you hear someone on the radio, when you hear someone talking, you just have this kind of perception of what they're going to look like, you know? And then when I walked in the door, I was thinking, Richard, God, he's going to be like 6'5", and handlebar mustache, muscular, and then, but it's just this. It's
0: just not that. Okay, so can we just be clear (laughs) about something? Like, we know each other. (laughs) <laughs> have known each other, so this is, and in fact, you know exactly how buff
1: I, I I am in real life. Yeah, but there's a table between us right now, so I can I got I got a chance to run if I okay. need to.
0: So, <laughs> I, I guess it's time to say welcome to the Building Faith podcast. That's what we're doing here, and of course, I think it's an appropriate start when we're having a bit of a conversation with our student minister. Because we all know that youth ministry is really just pizza and soda and yeah, games, right? No one takes it seriously. No one takes it seriously. So why why should we even start on any kind of serious note? But seriously, let's kind of turn the corner and and let me just say a word of welcome to everybody who might be listening. Hopefully no one's kind of tuned it out. Maybe that introduction yeah, were... <laughs> The introduction, they're like, Oh, come on. <laughs> it's like so, skip. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, seriously, it's good to have everybody uh, kind of joining in on this conversation as we talk about building faith uh, through the life and ministry of Faith Community Church, and also to talk about our Building Faith Initiative associated with our building project and the construction of a new facility for us to gather together and worship and and serve and enjoy the ministries of the local church. So, Brian, welcome. Good to have you with us. Brian, our student minister. Brian, Thanks. the... the uh,
1: reformed reformed or retired
0: do you have like any kind of <laughs> well, I like
1: reform I usually get deformed you know so I, that was a
0: reformed rock star uh, and uh, all around good guy glad to have him with us and we're going to talk a little bit today about building faith in the next generation and uh, Brian's particular area of, of ministry with uh, with our middle school high school students as well as our college students and and young adults and just kind of on that precipice of of the next phase of life after high school and into college and into career, just really critical uh, seasons of life that uh, Brian's ministry is touching and uh, and impacting in our church so um, looking forward to the conversation and probably no shortage of uh, of uh, banter back and forth as we we are apt to do but Maybe starting uh, starting off, Brian, it'd be good and helpful for you to do like we normally do, and that's provide a little bit of a background, a little bio, uh, who you are, especially for those that may not be involved in your ministry or uh, maybe you're new to the church, and you can just kind of introduce yourself and your family and just let us know who you are. Well,
1: um, my name is Brian. Uh, I'm married to Mackenzie. We said that, by the way. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just rehat yeah, just in case. But we're glad to hear about Mackenzie. Yeah. You can no, go on about that, her. That's definitely the best part of me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we've been married 13 years. We have four beautiful little girls and uh, uh, Crimson, Clover, uh, Indigo, and Jasper. And uh, we're we're very thankful uh, to be a part of the the church here and a part of the ministry. And uh, it you know the the way that we ended up finding the church was just um, a grace gift from God. But we're very very thankful to be here for sure. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Atlanta, and uh, I moved to California after college and uh, ended up. Long story short, got in a band and traveled around the United States for a couple of years, and uh, and in that time I, is when I actually came to the Lord. Did you go out there to pursue a music career? Is that why you moved out there, or what? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I went out there, uh, yeah, right after college because I wanted to do music, and I had a friend that was living out there, and uh, you know, he said, "Why don't you come out here and we can room together, and you can pursue music." And he was pursuing acting, and so that's that's how I ended up out there to begin with uh ended up out there uh the second time in in this band um and uh on tour and stuff like that and um ended up running into a family that uh just kind of took us in we called them our california mom and dad uh and uh but they would ask us to go to church with them and ended up going to church in burbank and and uh it was a church that preached expositionally through the word and honestly the first time i heard the the pastor uh i just i i, I thought it was so arrogant and i did not like the preaching but the Lord used it over time to really, it just started uh, laying on my heart pretty heavy, and I started realizing more and more uh, that, uh, you know, I, I wasn't what I thought I was, and uh ended up getting crushed by my sin, uh, by the truths of His Word, especially I think the thing that hit me was that those who love Him obey Him, you know. And uh, anyway, ended up coming to the Lord and being born again, quit the band, found my wife, got married, and
0: so you also spent time in california training yeah for ministry so talk a little bit about that
1: so after we got married we actually moved back to georgia for one year and that's actually when we found faith community church and again it was just a desire to find someone that was preaching the word like our pastor in california and uh we found this church through the master seminary website and after being here about a year i mean uh, and just growing um under the teaching of shane and and uh, really just uh being mentored by by randy uh, I ended up uh, going to seminary out at Master's Seminary, so we moved back to California, which was an easy move for us because uh, Mackenzie was uh, born and raised in Burbank, right down the road from the seminary. So we we moved back out there, and we're close to her family, and and that was definitely a wonderful time of life. I mean, the Lord just—I was young in the faith, going into seminary, and during those years, I mean, He just changed me a, a ton. We went through some uh some pretty major trials, and and it caused us just to grow uh together in the lord and uh so it was it was a great time of life.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that uh we kind of have alluded to it with some some joking back and forth um just a minute or two ago. You know, youth ministry in particular can sometimes get a bad rap. Sometimes it is looked upon as sort of a a placeholder for the the rowdy youngsters in the church. Sometimes it's looked upon as um a ministry that is more oriented toward entertainment um, and really appealing to the sensibilities of youth as opposed to anything else more serious, if you want to kind of put it that way. There's a lot of different, um, different perspectives on whether or not a church should even have a youth ministry or not. So talk a little bit about the philosophy of youth ministry here at Faith Community Church and how you think it's distinctive
1: yeah well, I think one of the things that just uh is central in our ministry one of the things that I teach our leaders and and that we just focus on is we're we're just coming alongside the parents of these children to be one more voice to reinforce what Lord willing is happening in the home you know it's it's uh it's the parents' responsibility to teach to instruct to discipline their children so that they know the lord and uh we in the youth ministry just wanted we one more voice of the gospel, one more voice to remind the children- the the children to uh to listen to their parents to obey their parents to trust uh the word of god um and so yeah that's that's the way we look at the ministry It's not a place where you drop your children off so that we can uh teach them the gospel and and they can come to the Lord through us it's just we're we're walking alongside the parents and I think that's kind of the way we look at it. And it's a very evangelistic ministry. Uh, one of the things that I've just learned more and more as we've done youth ministry here is, uh, many of the children, they, they do believe the truth of the word. They've been taught that at home. And, um, but it's, uh, it's, I heard an author say one time, it's a, it's a childish faith and, uh, and you want to develop it into a, a childlike faith, you know? And, uh, and so as as these uh children listen uh to the truth you want to just keep encouraging them in that but then also reminding them to examine uh the way that they treat their parents the way they treat their siblings and to to see if if their faith is real
0: mm-hmm. and of course your ministry spans beyond sort of the middle and high school years on into sort of the college young adult years and Really all that encompasses just what I would consider to be a really critical and formative time of life for anyone, yeah, I mean, I remember it that way for me too. I remember especially my my college years being really formative, especially spiritually, yeah um but as I think about i think about those two sort of spheres of of ministry and you you mentioned youth ministry is there's a pretty big emphasis on evangelism mm-hmm. um I know that when you think about kids graduating from high school, they're they're going off into another phase of life with new experiences. Possibly if they're going to college, they're they're new freedoms, they're being exposed possibly to new worldviews and new perspectives, maybe even not just exposed to it, but it's being thrust upon them. Inundated with it. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about sort of the transition from sort of a youth ministry type of environment to college young career kind of environment. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the college ministry is a whole different thing. And uh and I feel like the college ministry in general is built up of young men and women that are serious about their faith in the Lord. You know, they're the ones that make it through that statistic of the 80 to 90% that fall away from the faith sort of thing. And and they're in uh like you said, they're 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 now walking into the world. I mean, we have these conversations in our uh our college or we have a, a group that meets uh, at KSU every week called Faith on Campus, and uh, one of the things that we discuss in Faith on Campus weekly is uh, just some of the things that they're being taught in their classes as truth that just is is just purposefully anti biblical, and uh, and so it, it is. But it it's a it's a um, a good time of life in the sense that uh, we got these young men and women that are really learning what it looks like to not only to to believe. Uh, the truths of the word and walk in them but then to know you know how to not only defend that and and it, it makes them really uh figure out why they believe what they believe and how that plays out in everyday life and so it's definitely uh um there's there's a lot of discipleship uh there's a lot of um counseling and uh and just um and and we have a lot of uh men and women in the church that help in the college ministry that's just such a blessing
0: mm. You know, I, I know that you, uh, I've seen you um, not too long ago, you were kind of hobbling around yeah. a little bit. Um, I believe Part of the
1: perils of youth ministry. Yes. So,
0: <laughs> you know, it's interesting to think about uh, what I alluded to just a few minutes ago and how oftentimes youth ministry, student ministry um, is either, in fact, predominantly oriented toward Entertainment and, and sort of uh, just a heavy focus on on the social aspects of the, yeah. that season of life, and of course the focus of the ministry here is very much on discipleship and and teaching Scripture and even expository teaching yeah. of Scripture. Um, and yet, you had a hurt knee, <sighs> which says to me, if I if I know a little bit about the story about the, how that happened. That that your ministry is oriented toward um, real young people.
1: Yeah. Well, so yeah, absolutely. Well, and children have to play, yeah. I mean that's that's part of it. And uh,
0: so you want to tell the story? No. <laughs> Why not? <Yeah. laughs> I think you
1: should. Well. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, I was. Uh, well, this, this is what my doctor told me when I was talking to him about it. He said, "This is this is what happens when." Guys in their late 30s who are out of shape and uh, try to play like they're 18 still without. (laughs) Yeah, I really feel bad for you for being so old and out of shape. Yeah, it's really sad to see. (laughs) But yeah, I just look at my knee. I think I'm gonna have to have knee surgery. It's crazy. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, so anyway, you can't play flag tag at the at the rate that you used to. You know what I mean?
0: So you didn't. You didn't like. You weren't passionately and with great conviction and clarity teaching scripture and. And had a well, misstep there was on kid, the platform it there was, was something walking, else there
1: was a kid walking towards these mormons and i was like no <laughs> and i dove to save his soul no i just <laughs> i was trying to grab a flag off of a kid
0: oh <laughs> uh, so it's just funny to think about that because um you know anyone that knows you knows that you're you're a lot of fun and you have a great sense of humor a quick wit and you're fun to be around but then you're also very serious about the lord and about yeah what he's called you to, and and, and
1: um, well, it's a serious task. Yeah, it's a terrifying task.
0: Yeah, um, and so it's just it's just a neat. I think it's a neat testimony to um, to what the Lord's done in your life to raise you up to be in the role that you're in. And I I've, I can tell you this. I've I've heard from a number of different people, unsolicited, just very uh, encouraging comments about their their love of being a part of the ministry. Um, and they attribute that to what they speak of is is your teaching and um, and how that's been challenging and encouraging and helping them grow and understand uh, who God is and the implications of the gospel on their lives and these kinds of things so uh, I think it's just a really we're just really blessed to have someone who both is committed to faithful exposition of God's word who sees that as the 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 power is in the gospel, it's not in anything else, and um, yeah. and so a faithfulness to the Word of God in the ministry, but also the ability to, to also enjoy with them the season of life and the energy and the, the things that you do to to um, balance all that out, it's just a really neat testimony, so I'm grateful for that.
1: Well, we're grateful to be here. I mean, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to even have that opportunity, and, and to be surrounded with men like yourself, and Shane, and Randy, and everyone that. I, mean, I, I see your examples and and your seriousness about the the word and and living faithful lives, and that that's that helps me to continue to to press forward and to and to be serious about the Lord
0: yeah you know i was I, I'm doing a, quite a bit of, of reading and, and thinking about um sort of the impact of growing up as a digital native as growing up in the technological age. Um, you know, I, I, it's really funny that when you start thinking back in time, I I remember having conversations with my parents. I think every generation there's something like this that happens where, you know, it's the age old, well, I used to walk to school in the snow uphill both ways kind of story, you know, but I, I literally, you know, can remember back when we, you know, we had, when we got a second phone in our house, a second telephone in our house, which by the way, if there's anyone listening what a telephone yeah who's who's under a certain age a telephone what i mean by that is something that's actually plugged into a wall um, and it, ha- it has a cord on it and the only way you can get farther away from the phone that's plugged into the wall more than 6 six feet or so, is to get one of those really long cords that stretches out. That's what I mean by a telephone.
1: How did you get that into your car? <laughs>
0: That's right. I was 26 years old when I got my first installed mobile phone. It was installed <laughs> in the floorboard of my car. Uh, I was in a, in a sales position way back when. So, But I, I just was thinking about how you know I didn't grow up. I, I, I'm not a digital native. I did not grow up with this kind of technology that we have today. Yeah. At my fingertips, from birth on, it was. I was well into my young adult years before, sort of these things started really coming online and and really exploding. But you know, you're basically ministering to a generation that that's all they've known. Yeah, and a lot of research is pointing to the fact that it's not it's not just that there is almost unfettered access to an entire world of content much of which is unhealthy unhelpful uh certainly not appropriate yeah um especially for young people and yet it's, it's it's at their fingertips a lot of times so there's that part of it but then there's the whole other part where um you think about the the, the way that it it sort of shapes your approach to thinking and and that kind of thing and how um you know, kids. I think struggle more and more with just focus and concentration and, yeah. and these kinds of things. And yet, the disciplines of spiritual growth and the nature of, for example, teaching expositionally through scripture and these kinds of things—the things that are sort of hallmarks of your ministry—it's almost like they're in conflict. There's a collision there because, you know, I'm I'm I've grown up in a in a digital age. And so I need things in small bits and bytes and, and I can't focus for very long. So make sure you keep it brief. And, you know, the more moving pictures and moving images you can put in front of me, the better, because I'm just, that's the way I can, you know, that's the way you're going to kind of keep my attention for a little bit longer. I mean, talk a little bit about, about that reality in terms of how, how, how we're, you know, the environment that we're living in and these kids have grown up in and, and kind of, how that plays out or does not play out necessarily in the context of of the ministry.
1: Yeah, well, we don't do a lot of uh, entertainment, I guess you would say, or trying to to use um, uh, technology to to manipulate or to. I mean, honestly, the kids uh, sit through forty five to fifty five minutes of expositional preaching every Wednesday night, but they also have many have been raised in this environment. They've they've set. Through Sunday school like that, through church like that, I, it reminds me of, uh, of just even myself. It's like it with any discipline in life; it comes through doing it over and over mm-hmm. and over. you train yourself. I mean, it's the same thing with the only way to be a thankful person is to to practice thankfulness, and the and the more frequently you practice being thankful, uh, the more and more that shapes who you are and becomes your character, and it becomes what a part of you, you know. And I think it's the same thing with just being able to be disciplined and to sit through the teaching of the word. They've been Taught that the word of God is very important, and and uh, you know, so I I mean, I guess, like I said, it's not that I, we're anti technology, but at the same time, uh, I, I'm I'm not worried about what statistics say, and and ha- having to cater to uh, children that have short attention spans, so that we need to shorten things, so that we can cater to their attention spans. I think as as time goes on and they continue to come, they they learn more and more how to how to sit, understand. Well, I think and,
0: that that. Um... I think that that also is proven out by research and study is that i mean we can we can learn and adapt and uh and so rather than focusing on accommodating to what is really a lower a lower standard, yeah, you maintain a standard that is really sort of a standard that's necessary for for to to effectively teach and train and yeah. instruct and and kids grow into that.
1: Well, and I don't want to say we don't think about it. I mean, we, we do want to make things excellent. That is something we talk about as leaders in the youth group at all of our leadership meetings. We're always refining. We're always thinking of ways that we can uh, be more effective in small groups, more effective in the teaching, things like that. Uh, but what I've just learned more and more is, um, you know, it's it, it, the the way that the children are going to be born again or be changed or come to the Lord is through the preaching of His Word, you know? and uh and and we have to preach His Word, preach it clearly and and preach it thoroughly, and uh, and and like I said, we've created an environment where that's what's expected. I mean, they expect to show up on a Wednesday night, hear music, uh, hear a forty-five minute sermon, and then go to small groups, and then and then we play, and uh, and so I think you do that week in and week out, and that just becomes the expectation.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of showing up, so you've obviously had to, you know, be flexible in that you're you're meeting at uh at Cherokee Christian schools and yeah. and so that has you know, I'm sure it's been a blessing and helpful and all that, but it's it's got limitations. Talk a little bit about what you're looking forward to as you think about um being able to sort of carry the ministry on and, and carry it forward in yeah, a new yeah. facility.
1: Absolutely. And 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 like you said, I mean it has been a huge blessing meeting at Cherokee. And the things that they allow us to do and using their classrooms and using the stage and we can leave uh, uh stuff up sometimes but but yeah having having a, a dedicated space for ministry would be amazing um just uh e- even even small things like uh, leaving all of our instruments out you know for the band and uh and knowing that we'll show up and and things will you know there'll be chairs up and things like that i mean as simple as those things sound, that would be, that'd be huge, you know, because there's some nights we show up and there's a bunch of wrestling mats out and a guy, a bunch of guys wrestling in the youth room and, and, you know, and, and they're always accommodating and wonder, but, you know, it'd be kind of nice to, to have a place like that, this dedicated to ministry that, where the kids know they can come, they can hang out, fellowship, and, uh, you know, so that, that definitely would be a blessing.
0: Yeah. As we think about just all the all the new things that we'll be able to enjoy that'll be it'll be new to us because we've kind of gotten settled in. Yeah, this been, is the way it's been. Been a while, so mm. it's almost like it's normal now for us to be in sort of a temporary space that's not really our own. So it's going to be kind of new again for us to be in a, in a, in our own space and all the all the benefits of that. So we're really excited about that. Just to give you a little bit of update on on the building and the property. Um, obviously, the tree clearing has been uh almost complete uh now they're kind of moving into this phase of getting all the stumps out of the ground and getting that cleared off and and i would i would suspect within a matter of just a, another couple of weeks um we'll really start to see some of the earthwork uh, start to happen and and that's where you really begin to see the property uh start to plane out and being prepared for A building pad to be able to put the building uh, on and and, and all that so it's really going to be exciting to kind of continue to watch the property develop over the next couple of weeks continue to pray I would encourage you to continue to pray for for all that work as well as all the decisions that are going to have to be made uh, on in terms of the building and design uh, selecting contractors um, all those things are are really critical uh, pieces that are still before us and so we would covet your prayers as we continue to move forward in this initiative and and really continue to, to move forward in all the aspects of ministry, student ministry and others as we seek to be faithful to what we've been called to here at Faith Community Church. I uh, Thank you guys for joining in. We'll look forward to another opportunity very soon, and uh, God bless you guys.